Uh, I want to uh, speak up on behalf of your boyfriend that I don't think he would appreciate you clipping his hair with the same clippers that you're using on dog butthole. Oh, come on, grow yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. And I'm Richie Redding. And I am pretty pumped about our guest today, dear. Oh, me too. Fellow nerd at our finest. I would say so. (laughs) Uh, She is a podcaster that studied biology at Harvard, if you've heard of it. And it's one of my favorite podcasts, Creature Feature. So great. I'm I'm really excited for this one. Miss. Katie Golden. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to give a warning uh, to to my fellas out there that if you're like me and you can't stand when a lady is way smarter than you, (laughs) this is going to be a tough episode for you (laughs) because we got two of them this time, fellas. (laughs) A couple of real smarty pants. I don't know if I can keep up with Katie, actually. I mean, Katie, you're, I mean, you're, First of all, Creature Feature is the most amazing podcast. And it's oh, just like thank you. we do what's called an informative segment. And it just makes me think like I do not do not do enough informative things. You're it's like Richie was like her Creature Feature is a 30 minute informative segment in the most amazing way possible. So <laughs> the whole GD yeah. show, you're just dropping fact after fact after fact. It's really amazing. Yeah. And I, I totally don't have to do a bunch of research right before I do it to sound smart. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that at all. Well, <laughs> I, I've wondered that all along of like, you know, when I'm listening to them is like, how thick is the stack of notes she has in front of her <laughs> to, to spout all it's this like, stuff? I'd say average eight pages. Wow. Wow. And you do that before yeah. every show. So it's not just like, yeah, yeah, all in your head. Well, you reeled me in as a listener with titles such as Weapons of Ass Destruction <laughs> and <laughs> Remember to Breathe mm-hmm. Through Your Butt because I <laughs> yeah. am 12 years old. Yeah. 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 Wait, I don't, I, <laughs> I, mean, didn't, I didn't listen I don't, to Breathing Through Your Butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turtles. Spoilers, it's turtles. Yeah, I, I think that there's not we, we can kind of drop the act when we're talking about animals because they don't they don't care. They don't, you know, stand on ceremony when they're breathing through their butts. So why should we? Yeah, well, it's uh, her show also reminds me of a guest of ours recently asked Lisa if as a veterinarian, she still thinks that like dicks and butts are funny. And a hundred percent. 
right? Absolutely. Yeah. Penis oh, and vagina. Absolutely. Funny. Positively. Yeah. Uh, which brings- that was, well, that, but that brings me to like yeah. today I was talking to, I have a friend who's a neonatologist and I was telling her today that dogs are only pregnant for 60 to 63 days on average. And that dogs and cats can also have uh, multiple fathers in the same litter. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. those, those are pretty much the best facts that I know. And I'm all out of other facts. That's it. So. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> those are pretty good facts. Yeah, I'm out of them though after that, I think. Um, let's. I was going to ask you this way later, but since I already took it to the uh, dicks and butts route, uh, <laughs> course, what yeah. animals have the funniest junk? Oh, that's a really good question. Turtles. There's a few I'm of gonna them. Say, I'm going to say turtle. I'm going to go with the turtle. Oh, that thing is crazy <laughs> right? looking. You turn me on to the turtle peener. Oh. That's it's is horrible. That the, the, the I should say tortoise. Hair. I should say tortoise. Land tortoises. I don't. I don't know about actually turtles and. Is water. that the one with the dual the dual spiky wiener? It, it looks like a. Uh, it looks like Seymour from. Uh, oh what yeah, was that, what was that movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. It looks like Seymour yeah. from Little Shop of Horrors. It's like this huge. It, it looks like a demagogan. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they just Have like come heard? at you and like. Have you ever heard, or like one of those Mario, what are they called? The, what are those things in Mario? The plants with teeth. Uh, oh. Venus flytrap. Sure. Right? Venus flytrap? Yeah. Is it like those, yeah, they eat those guys in Mario yeah. with the teeth? Yeah. But they're yeah. like flowers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what, I, I'm with it. I'm cool like the kids. <laughs> uh, but, but what is the funniest uh, set of junk on an animal that you know of? Oh, that's a good question. I, do, I am fond of reptiles that have the uh, hemipenis. It's where it's like the two-headed penis. Uh, and it's like barbed. It looks like a medieval weapon. That's a good one. <laughs> they just like I stick like- out on either side of them. They're like, exactly. on both. they're on both sides, either Whoa. side. Yeah. 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 It's like dual wielding a wiener, <laughs> which I think is pretty cool. And then I do enjoy an octopus. Well, this, I guess this is cheating a little bit because it's not really the penis itself, but they will create a little sperm packet on a special tentacle and then break off that tentacle that's full of their sperm and launch it at a female and then run away because they're afraid of the female <laughs> eating them. And then the female takes this what? like little sperm tentacle and stores it like in her mantle until she's ready to uh, inseminate her eggs. And then she just like sprinkles it <laughs> over her eggs like a soy packet. So I think that I like that a lot. That's yeah, fun. <laughs> the 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 initial th- way that you explain, he just throws the sperm packet. Totally reminded me of that scene in Silence of the Lambs when she's walking in to see Hannibal. <laughs> Does Anybody? she throw something at him? No, he throws something at her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Spoiler. Not, yeah. It's a sperm packet. Really? Uh, Spoiler alert. It's an octopus <laughs> tentacle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. That. Yeah. I. Uh, in researching things that I could ask you about, I I came across today the vervet monkey. Vervet. Am I saying that right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with their junk? Because it's. I'm actually not. No. Tell me about it. It's the exact colors of an icy. Like oh the red and blue thing yeah right red yeah. wiener and yeah. the bluest of balls <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, the, and that's like the case with uh, some uh, like baboon butts as well. Why? Why are uh, baboon butts so red? There, I mean, I I think that's sexual selection. I think that's a, an attractive feature for the baboons. That the ladies love it. The males are intimidated by it. You just want to have that that rocket pop butt. And apparently for the vet <laughs> monkeys, the wiener too. Yeah, but it's the the bright bright blue balls that is. Yeah. it's really they're carrying. And it's it's card. usually yeah. the males that are more colorful, right, Katie? Yes. Right it's usually the males in, and yeah, like in general, yeah, and. and and in birds as well, in reptiles, in a lot of species, it's often the male that is actually competing for the the female's attention. I'm trying to think if there's, I mean, there are sometimes it's like there is parody. So like with puffins, both males and females have really colorful plumage and colorful things. And they both seem to judge each other on how suitable they are. Um, uh, grebs are another one. They're both pretty similar in their plumage. Equally and they sexy. Both do, <laughs> sexy yeah, they're these waterfowl. <laughs> Equally sexy. There's there's gender parity in terms of how sexy these birds are. And they will do these elaborate displays on the water. And they're both trying to impress each other, which I think is cool. I like that. I like that kind of, you know, you're not just making the males put on a show for you. You know, it's a more equitable. I'm down with a uh, a bird dance off. Girls, girls yeah. versus boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. So speaking of birds, you also are the mind behind the totally normal, nor, normal, the totally normal Twitter totally account, normal. Uh, <laughs> pro bird rights, which is written That's from right. the perspective of a bird. Yes. Can you talk me out of hating the harpy eagle? Okay. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Think about that. <laughs> I am so afraid of that bird. Maybe maybe tell us about pro bird rights first. But tell us about yeah. the Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So pro bird rights, um, I'm definitely a human in charge of it. It's not I'm not like the front for it, like and then it's actually a bird holding up little cards for me for what I should say. That's not <laughs> the the Clars. Sorry, that's not the case. Um but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun little like, you know, what if a I guess what if a pundit was a bird is what is is the idea behind it. Yeah, or it's actually so my funny. original my original idea for it, I don't know how much you guys get on about politics on the show about dogs, uh, but um it was like there are a lot of these groups like um men's rights groups and uh white rights groups and i was like that's silly why not why not just do like a bird's rights thing oh, so it was actually a reaction to that yeah yeah it was it's kind of a joke and then it became so, it kind of became <laughs> a little bit uh it developed beyond just a parody of sort of the the far right it was it, i think it's hard to like I like writing a character that's lovable, even though it's it's got a lot of faults. So just like making fun of some of the more self-righteous tendencies that people have or, or more egotistical tendencies that people have. But it's a bird, so you can't hate a bird, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the... Uh, Unless the, you're a cat. 
The pi- oh. <laughs> big fan of the but picture. Don't they like birds? They just like to put them in their mouths. Yeah, right. They they right. <laughs> yes. They think they're delicious. No, but I mean that's. I mean there are people who really hate cats because they think that they decimate the bird population. There are people who are like yeah. really anti-feral cat because uh, they do such damage to bird populations. But there's a study recently that supposedly domestic cats that go outside murder more birds yeah. than feral cats. Yeah, they just hate all cats. I mean, then <laughs> they're just they're just there are anti-cat groups because they I can yeah, I feel like you can both recognize that that cats uh because cats are an if you think about it, they're an invasive species, right? Because mm-hmm. you, they're introduced to inv- um, habitats that they are not from originally because mm-hmm. of humans. Humans introduce them. And so, yeah, they they can be extremely bad for native bird populations. I actually just had a whole episode on invasive species. And my, my thesis was like, you shouldn't hate invasive species, but you should hate the people who brought them to- here. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I mean, hate is a strong <laughs> word, but yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. resent the people that brought them here. Because the, like yeah. a cat, you know, a cat is just going to do cat stuff. Like you right. can't be like, hey, cat, stop being a cat. It's like, but sure. I'm a cat. I got to murder Tweety Bird. Remember those cartoons? It's like all I do. Yeah. And so, you know, well, what about the snakehead fish, though? Are you allowed to hate that thing? Is that that's the invasive one in Florida? Yeah. Or is that no? That's the lionfish. You have two of those. The you have the lionfish and the the, the snakehead is the one that it like it just kills for fun. It doesn't even eat okay. fish necessarily, and then it can like they call it walk, but it can live out of the water and like go from one body of water to another. Oh, yeah. Over like a yeah. five day span, like a mudfish. Can, yeah. Can you hate that? Well, one? you know, <laughs> I don't. No, I can't. I can't find it in me to hate anything. <laughs> right. I mean, like. Uh, you know, a lot of there are a lot of animals that are very seem to be kind of evil and spiteful, which like, brings us to the um, harpy. <laughs> the harpy eagle. It's so scary. <laughs> uh, I could literally talk to you about weird animal stuff all day, but we do want to get into your pet history and okay, what was yep. a what was a very young Katie Golden like with animals, and how did she get to be the dog ma that she is today? Mm-hmm. I was completely, I, I was obsessed with animals ever since I was a toddler. I would, my mom tells me like when I was, as soon as I could walk, I started chasing birds around, (laughs) literally in the backyard, I'd see a bird, I'd chase after it. And then I'd come back and my mom would ask me what I'm doing. I was like, I'm trying to catch the bird. And she's like, well, why do you want to catch a bird? And I was like, I think it would want to be friends with me (laughs) if I could get it. Where was this, Kate? Where'd you grow up? This is in San Diego, uh, in in Encinitas. So really beautiful area. A lot of cool animals that live there. A lot of lizards and birds and bugs that I would try to befriend them all constantly, much to my mom's chagrin. That sounds like a young Lisa. Yes, this sounds very familiar. I would pick up all the centipedes and the bugs and in camp I saved all the bugs. I was not the cool girl, but I uh, would save all the bugs from the pool. What was your nickname again? My nickname became Buggy. (laughs) (laughs) That was my nickname. (laughs) Because I tried to save all the bugs. You're telling me Buggy wasn't the coolest chick at camp? I was not the coolest. That's crazy to me. I mean, (laughs) unlike me, I was the coolest one. I want to hear about that. Obviously. Of course. Yeah. No, I had like a 
I found a grasshopper once and I kept it as a pet. And remember those little, like little critter, oh yeah, critter Tanks. houses mm-hmm. where it was like the mesh and like a little door. Mm-hmm. And I would keep it there. But I thought like, oh, it seems mean just to keep it in this thing. So I put it on my shoulder and would feed it like rose petals and clover. And I, it was fascinating because it like take you know takes the thing and it's mandibles and just like eats it up. And it's just so fun to like <laughs> feed this little. And I felt like some kind of like pirate. Meanwhile, your mom is like, what in the hell happened to my roses? (laughs) 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 Oh, don't worry about it. (laughs) Yeah, she was delighted when I brought in a jar of mosquito larvae because mosquito larvae are actually really interesting. They kind of have this cork. Sorry, sorry. Uh, it just sounded like a Canadian there. Sorry. That was um, so <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm actually, my my dad's side of the family is from Canada, but there's okay. I have no excuse. Um, but it, they're corkscrew shaped and they they look like these little, these little noodles that, or what are they called? Rotini? Tiny yeah. swimming rotini. So they're really cool. I didn't know they were mosquito larvae and then I brought them in the house and my mom was like, why? why do you have a bunch of mosquito larvae just like in the house? And I was like, cause they're cool. I called them like little swimming noodles. <laughs> <laughs> did they, were they around for long enough to hatch or did mom put the kibosh no, on No, no, mom, mom made sure that didn't happen. I mean, she wasn't like, she was like, okay, you can keep them, but outside, they're not an inside pet. <laughs> Larva. <laughs> <laughs> And then when did you get like start? Get, did mom cave on letting you have uh, actual pets? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we got um, I mean, this was after I would do things like I found a lizard and I would like put a little like leash on it, which was basi- basically <laughs> just a piece of thread tied around it and take it on walks. <laughs> and we eventually got an actual cat. Her name was Mittens. She was this gorgeous tortoise shell. I think she might have had a little Tonkinese in her. She's beautiful cat. Just a lovely, a lovely cat. She loved to murder small rodents <laughs> and birds. And she would lovely cat. put yeah. <laughs> just lovely. She'd put on a show for us whenever she found a mouse. She would we had these glass doors and she'd come right by the doorstep and look inside, make sure that we were there watching her and then just like throw it up in the air and like chomp it in half and throw guts everywhere. And she thought we would love it. Like this was a, she was being very like sweet towards us because she was like, hey, you're gonna love to see this. And then just like mouse guts everywhere. (laughs) She was doing, yeah, that is love. I really think that's love, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then um, we got another cat eventually. His name was Binky. He never killed anything, I don't think, because he wasn't capable of it. He would try something like he saw a spider and he'd like put his paw on it and then like check under the paw to see what happened and the spider would run away. He was not a good hunter. And, (laughs) but in between then, I owned a mini variety of pets. I had mice, hamsters, a hermit crab, guinea pigs. Mm, That sounds very familiar. How long did you manage to keep that hermit crab alive? A good time, I think. At least, hmm, I, I think Several months, yeah. <laughs> okay, that is considered a long time for a hermit crab. Yeah, I, I, I'm I never actually had not one sure what their it, lifespan is, but yeah, yeah. I never had one make it out of a summer. <laughs> yeah, it's they, well, yeah, months. it's hard. I think to 
actually have a good environment for them. And of course you need to have like shells that increase in size as they grow because yeah. they will outgrow their shells. And it <laughs> once like got in my armpit and just like clung on, clung on with its little claws and I couldn't get it out. It's just like, well, I guess um, I got an armpit crab now. <laughs> you were the shell. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. it. I'm the new shell. <laughs> and you tell me that the girl with a hermit crab in her armpit was not like a super fast girl that was really popular in high school? <laughs> of course. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I was extremely popular on account of my armpit crabs. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And I, I mean, I wanted every animal, essentially. I wanted snakes. My mom said no. I wanted rats. That again, you know, I mean, this was reasonable because she allowed me to get so many animals, but there were certain lines she didn't want me to cross. And uh, I had an aquarium for a long time and I actually have an aquarium now as well. But I, I uh, caught these little fish like from a river and kept them in the aquarium for a few years. And, and like one of them lasted a really long time. Like it was like five six years old you just had like it, a bass passed away i'm not sure what it was i don't know what i caught i mean it was probably i'm probably just like inadvertently caught some sort of like endangered smelt or something and doomed it to a life inside a glass tank but i was like 10 where so it could I didn't never know. reproduce <laughs> thanks a lot katie and so now i always wanted a dog but we had cats and and it was not considered an option to then introduce a dog to this menagerie of all these animals just mm -hmm. running around that I wanted to keep. So once I was an adult and I was like, I can do anything I want. I got a dog and her name is Cookie and she's a little terrier. Well, you know, I'm not sure what she is exactly. I've never, I haven't like you know, done a DNA test or anything, but she's a she's from a shelter, and so she's a mix, I think, with a, a Chihuahua, a Terrier, and a Spaniel. They call her a Tibetan Terrier. She's definitely not like a a breed of dog. She's like a mixture of the different chrysanthemum of dog. Terrier, as it's known, <laughs> the Tibetan. <laughs> Is it? I, I, I know that only because it was know. a trivia question that I wrote oh. for the Christian Finnegan episode. Oh, okay. And then because he he mispronounced it and we had fun trying to say chrysanthemum as Mike Tyson. <laughs> okay. It's very Chry fun. Chrysanthemum. Chrysanthemum. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, so she she is uh, your Twitter picture, right? Isn't she? In That's that? right. Yeah. That my picture on Twitter, at least as of the recording of this podcast, is her standing on my head, which she likes to do occasionally. Well, but it's like it's so zoomed in that you can't tell if she and you know it's like so up close, and also like the frame is cut off that it could also very well be a huge dog. <laughs> right, right. No, she's small. She's about 12, 13 pounds. And she, but she, you know, she definitely rules the roost. She a acts like a big dog. She has big dog energy in a small dog body. Mm -hmm. Big D-E, yeah. <laughs> big big D-E, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and you got her from a rescue? I did, yeah. Uh, she was apparently born under a freeway overpass in L.A. So, you know, sometimes... Like I, I just take her to random freeway overpasses to see if it brings back good memories. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah. Well, now um, is probably she, the time to do it, right? With COVID yeah. clearing them out pretty well. 
because they're yeah, putting well, them up in hotels. No, yeah. That's, yeah, got it. <laughs> that wasn't super dark. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, so I got her as a puppy about eight years ago. And yeah, now she's she's still kind of puppy shaped. She never got that big. <laughs> puppy and shaped. She, some people think she's like a golden retriever puppy. And no, no, she's this is just this is as far as she gets in terms of her size. She is not a so cute. So how'd know. you pick her? Well, I so I didn't want to get a puppy. I wanted to get an adult dog because I was not really was I was thinking, okay, a puppy's gonna be a lot of work, and I was gonna get an adult dog, be responsible. So I went to the shelter and I was looking at all the dogs, and they were all very sweet. And this little puppy was so enthusiastic about like I came up to the the enclosure. It was this really interesting shelter. I wish I could remember the name of it because they were really nice. <laughs> oh, shoot, sorry. Um, but they had like an outdoor area where it was almost like a zoo in a way because they had these big enclosures like mm-hmm. outside, obviously like during the day when it was safe to be outside. But so they had a lot of space and I was just kind of like touring around and, and she came up to the bars in this enclosure and shoved her little head through and saw me and was so excited, kept like she was like trying to like what like in the Terminator like meld through the bars and get to me and (laughs) she had some siblings some other puppies who were showing like normal levels of puppy excitement but she was going completely insane trying and she was totally focused on me and then I I was like well you are super adorable I'm not really I'm sorry I'm I'm not sure I'm ready for the commitment for a puppy right now Mm -hmm. and then I I you know was like you know pet her and let her kiss my fingers so I walked away and then I can't then I like looked over my shoulder and she had stuck her whole front of the body out and she was like watching me leave and then like and her tail had kind of drooped and then when she saw me make eye contact again she got so excited I was like I can't leave you I can't leave you here that's so cute I love stories of dogs like winning their forever home. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that like for whatever reason they see you and like this is my ticket out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She sure. she chose me. She immediately dominated me and then that's kind of been the story ever since <laughs> as you can tell by the photo of her standing on my face. But yeah. <laughs> what's do we what's her name again? Do we get her name? Cookie? Go oh, right Cookie. Cookie. So how that so how that name come about? Ah. Uh, a good question. I was thinking of a variety of food names. I was probably just kind of hungry, but <laughs> Cookie seemed like a good name. I wish I had like a cool story like saying like, well, Cookie was the first word I ever spoke as a child, which is actually mm. true, but oh. I wasn't really thinking Wait, about it that deeply. That's funny. Yeah, when I was a kid, like uh, obviously other than mom and dad, I said mama and dada like first, but then after that, I got straight to business and started demanding cookies. But yeah, I I guess it's just ingrained in me. Yeah. Our hearts are (laughs) in the same place. I know. I should have made that the story. Hmm. That would have been better podcasting. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's good as gone. You know, I just, I just, she just looked like a cookie. Just like a little, little cinnamon roll. So cute. And so has she been healthy all these eight years? She's had her, like, she's given me a few scares, but mostly very healthy. So she's. Uh, had she, most of the scares involve her eating things she shouldn't eat. Uh, yeah. girl. And yeah, just unmentionable <laughs> That's the terrier things. in her, yeah. When you say unmentionable, 
Could you mention them? <laughs> well, she's gotten in the trash in the bathroom and eaten things that that Nuff no said. one should think about. Said. Right. And yep. we've had a few tampon eaters on this show. Yeah, exactly. Sure. There you go. <laughs> so, and she's eaten she loves chicken bones and that's of course very bad, especially cooked chicken bones. I'm sure I'm sure you've told people all about how that's but a you, problem. But for is dogs. it worse than can, raw chicken bones? Well, yeah. I think well, they, so, right? they tend, yeah, they can splinter a little bit more, and so that's the concern. And also, when they drop, I mean, you know what's interesting is, and I've had this conversation with my friends too, is I, I, none of us, including I have a friend who's a, my best friend's a board certified veterinary surgeon, have ever really seen chicken bones be an issue unless they get them stuck in their esophagus. Like I've seen dogs right. go to try to eat them so quickly that they just, they choke on them or they get in. And we worry about the soft cooked bones splintering and then maybe like causing like a bowel perforation or something. But the truth mm-hmm. is if they swallow them and they make it to their stomach, they usually will digest them. Because I mean, that if you think about it, that's what they were kind of, you know, evolved right. to do. So usually they will... I mean, I would get concerned about like a, a, a blockage and obstruction, but usually they will digest them. I've never seen an obstructed, unless they've eaten like so many, like I've seen like grit from them, like they like, right. an, absor- like an exorbitant amount, but usually like a few chicken bones or chicken bone off the street, if they make it past the esophagus and into the stomach, they're not, I don't get actually super overly concerned. I sorry, I saw a bug flying and I got distracted. That's yep. what I do. <laughs> I'm going to um, murder that bug. Don't worry. So, uh, but, but, Things like tampons or underwear or socks, I mean, uh, can be very costly <laughs> surgeries. Right. So she's never had like an obstructive foreign body or surgery. She's, she's vo- never, she vomits she's tried. She's done her best she's to <laughs> get to that point. But yeah. no, she's never, never had that. Good. I definitely, like I took her when she, you know, got <clears throat> tampon, ate a tampon <laughs> up. I took her to the vet and they threw it up and it was very awkward interaction all all around. Uh, we Nobody see it want, all. We have seen yeah. way worse. I mean, on the <laughs> other hand, if a dog is going to swallow something it shouldn't, at least that has a string on it. <laughs> well, actually, I did try to get it. Dangerous. I did try to get it out of her mouth, but she clamped, clamped oh. down oh. like a steel trap. Oh, that's so, gnarly! Well, the yeah. string can be dangerous because that can cause. I mean, there's an obstructive foreign body, but that can cause what's called right. a linear foreign body, where it causes the intestines to kind of bunch up and then perforate. Right. Lisa, so, let me have this. It's even more. It's easier than it has a string. <laughs> Final answer. No, you can't. You can't pull. If you do see a string out of the butt or under the tongue of a dog, you do not want to pull at all. Mm. Um, oh, but speaking of which, remember when Chloe had like a five-inch dangler because she ate another one of your hairs? Yeah, she, went, she does get danglers from hairs all the time. Those I do help her right, out with. But, the butt dangles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not my hair. The dingleberries. Yeah, <laughs> it's my hair for sure. Yeah. Oh, my, she eats my hair and then it just, but it just dangles. For Cookie, her dingleberries are always because she has this like triumphantly fluffy butt and sometimes <laughs> like the poo doesn't quite, you know, yeah, get, I was, I, clear the butt hair. Uh, that's got a fancy name. It's actually called pseudocoprostasis. I was actually talking wow. about that today. It's actually been, so it's pseudocoprostasis is fake I mean, it's basically fake um, constipation, which we see in little hairy butted dogs and it's becoming a problem now in uh, quarantine because people aren't seeing the groomer. Usually regularly, like your groomer will groom your dog's butt so that they don't get poop stuck to it. But it can actually be really irritating if a dog has like a furry, hairy butt and then they poop in a little or they have like soft poop and it gets stuck in there and matted and then their butts become like really irritated and they literally can't get poop out because poop is like matted 
in their hair and in their butt and people like bring them into, uh, I've seen them on emergency because they're straining to poop, straining to poop and they can't get it out. It's like, it's like literally like there's like a dam outside their hole where it's just hair and poop. (laughs) Yes. That's horrible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, that's not an easy dog to live with either. But it's a great emergency because I'm such a hero. I'm just like, oh, pseudocoprosthesis. Let me just clean your butt up and I'm a hero. (laughs) Babe, remember when you said that you only know like that one thing about dogs? I lied. Yeah. That was like, you know lie. a bit more than that. Fortunately, Cookie's never gotten to that point. Good. Also, like, is it's usually just like there's like a whole a whole turd, and it's like <laughs> out the butt, and it's but it's suspended by like a butt uh, hair. A hair, one so hair. It's yeah. like dangling and around, and I try to get it like you know I have the bag on my hand and I'm right. trying to like get it exactly but she's running away from me yes. and usually what happens is she like like spins around like don't yeah. touch my butt and then it like flings off they get panicked but, by yeah. their own poop see stuff. now we are but, very much in the wheelhouse of we don't deserve dogs we have we have landed in our yeah. comfort zone Katie yeah of course <laughs> well, I, is, I'm happy to talk about poop anytime yeah and, and but, but and the thing is you're cognizant of it though I feel like a lot yeah. of a lot of dog owners are not they just are not aware that like poop can get stuck like that. So yeah. can dudes I mean, part with of mad it, butt hair get it? Sorry. I, don't, I don't know anything about dudes. Part of it is <laughs> I'm just cheap and I don't want to take her to get groomed because the idea <laughs> of like every, cause she grow, she's so fluffy and she grows her hair so fast. If like I had to take her to the groomer every time her butt hair got out of control, I would be totally broke. No, no. So <laughs> I have trained her to accept, basically I have her lie in my lap Usually I have an assistant like my boyfriend with like treats in hand. I like how you and call then, me your assistant. <laughs> I'm, I'm an assistant. I'm a veterinary assistant. assistant. Yeah, please, please pass that treat assistant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then like so that she'll relax. And then I've got got these little safety scissors and then basically just, you know, trim, trim the butt area, trim the tail. And then if like like she also because she's got some of that cocker spaniel in her I think she gets the little ear dreadlocks so you gotta trim those and so it's nothing fancy but I've learned how to give her a haircut so if her butt hair starts to become and it's like I'm not gonna there's no way I could tolerate having her have poop on her and then enter the house Mm -mm. so she has a poop on her situation it becomes immediate grooming time where it's like well now I've got to excise the poopy butt hair. <laughs> I, what will, about I would take the assistant's position anytime there as opposed to being the the, the butt hair. But you don't have groomer. to worry about that because I'm all up in her butt. I mean, I every <laughs> poop is an exam. Every, mm-hmm. yeah, and her visage. Yeah. yeah. She gets, she gets, our dog gets yeast infections. So I do have, oh, I no. get, she has a, what's called a recessed vulva. Like she's got like redundant skin over her vulva. So mm. I have to get in there and put some medicine on every once in a while when she gets itchy. But what about clip? I, I would, I would love to make a suggestion of clippers. Um, I don't know if sometimes the noise bothers them, but I just, mm. I, I, Scissors can scare me sometimes. I've seen even professionals, yeah. groomers. I've had, um, I've had, I had a dog one time from a groomer come in because she cut his tongue. She cut her tongue. Oh, that how, bled, how does that happen? Like, though? Oh my god! You know, they just they move so quick. They turn the the groomers going like clip 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 oh. around the face, around the face, and the Ooh. dog just pants and sticks out its tongue, and they make oh. one wrong clip. No. And I mean, it is like a, me- I mean, the tongue is so vascular. You know, you just bite your tongue uh, for it wrong, right? It's so unbelievably vascular. Sucks. I mean, I tried everything to get it to stop before it finally needed surgery. But 
Um, yeah, the dog probably looked like like a like a lizard for the rest of its life with like a yeah. little. Uh, but oh, yeah, cl- no. I've seen clippers. Scissors just go. Clippers are great. They're so safe, and you can use them around anywhere. And um, if your boyfriend has a pair. It's time for him to I, share. We did actually get him one because <laughs> yeah. now my job has expanded to not just doggy groomer, but also boyfriend groomer. Lisa too. So. <laughs> They're really sweet. Uh, I don't. I, they kind of grew in, Very but can nice. you see the lines the that faded I had? Lines. Those sweet yeah. vanilla ice lines. Very good. Yeah, I was yeah. pretty pumped about them. Gotta give me. You should give me tips on both dog grooming and boyfriend grooming. <laughs> this is gonna be very good. I, I posted a video on how to uh, cut, give yourself a mohawk, and Lisa was the nice. was the beautiful assistant on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I could try trimmers on on Cookie. She is very noise sensitive. Yeah. She's very freaked out. That's a hard the, one. The scissors I use for her are like I. I think they're actually for either eyebrows or nose hairs because they're like very short yeah and then they're rounded on the ends so yeah. that they can't like i mean make a puncture you're super so smart like, you know what you're doing i just like to put the general for everybody else out there <laughs> i just didn't want people to think i have a big pair of garden shears and i'm like approaching my dog like well it's time <laughs> uh, i want to uh, speak up on behalf of your boyfriend that i don't think he would appreciate you clipping his hair with the same clippers that you're using on dog butthole oh come on grow yeah. up yeah <laughs> exactly are you doing you're using the same ones on him no 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 this- <laughs> and not him he doesn't know he doesn't know <laughs> why you're smelling shit babe <laughs> do do we have any other veterinary questions do we cover all the veterinary topics or Katie do you have any veterinary questions Yeah, so my dog hates feet. She <laughs> hates them so much to the point where I'm lying on the couch and she's she's a highly anxious dog. She's had a few uh while she's never had any like health problems as like major health problems in terms of like diseases or or anything like that. She's actually had a couple scary run-ins with a dog, one needing surgery to her neck because oh, no. it, it was like she was on the leash and then there was this dog off leash again PSA leash your dog because yeah, you just never know PSA it's the law it's the law yeah. leash Lisa's, your dog even if <laughs> Lisa's almost made me get into fights with guys because she yelled at them so for so loud and <laughs> so mean, long I mean it's the freaking law a, a and leash. Yeah. Yeah. even if you have the sweetest dog in the world you should still leash that dog yeah. because if another dog mm-hmm. comes after it of course you want the leash on your dog so you can yeah. get, save your dog from the situation yeah. so it saves your dog it's you know, like saves other dogs because you you don't know they're they're animals as wonderful as they are. Sometimes something just triggers them, mm-hmm. and so this other dog just like was tossing her around like a yeah. rag doll. It was oh, horrible. Scary. My 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 parents were actually the ones walking her at the time Ooh, because traumatic. this was during the holidays, and I I was visiting home, and my <laughs> my parents like saved her alive, just like left into action. It was. Like wow, I didn't know my parents were superheroes. <laughs> what was the other dog? I'm not sure. It looked like, um, from what they like described, it was like a, a mutt of some kind. Again, cookies. I'm not, you know, cookie is also a mutt, so it's not. Uh, but just like a. <laughs> so you can say it. <laughs> it's your word. So I, I love I I love mutts. This is not an anti mutt thing. <sighs> um, but uh, no, it was. Um, I guess like a. 
It looked like some kind of mixture of like border collie and ridgeback, but I'm not really sure exactly <laughs> what it was. Um, but like it, it, it was, you know, it was it was a not like again, it wasn't like a Rottweiler, but like it was a medium sized dog and still a dog even that's like not that big can do a lot of damage oh, yeah. if it's got the dog by the neck. So it, there was that. And then she also like years ago got attacked at a dog park. Fortunately, um, she she was okay. Cause like, as, like when she was getting attacked and started getting bitten, I like did the stupid thing, which was like grab her and pick her up. And then the dog started biting me, oh. but I, I was okay too. It wasn't like a, you know, uh, I, I just wouldn't advise people do There's that some like trauma you don't here. Wanna... Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, very But traumatic. yeah, so you know, I, yeah, but she was she like now hates dogs obviously, oh. like So yeah. um is this all going to come back to feet? It's coming back to okay. feet. So <laughs> she's so Trying she has these anxiety issues. She when she gets really anxious, she like does the little snarly things and does the little chihuahua thing of like nipping things and it's taken all these years of like this kind of like cognitive behavioral therapy to get her to calm down and and snap out of this stuff. But she, with feet, I can't rash like I, I can't reason with her when it comes to feet. Like right. I'll just be lying on the couch. She's dreaming, maybe having a nightmare. And then she wakes up and she sees my feet there and then she just like bites them. It's like, wh- no. why? No. <laughs> and again, she's like, it's like the, the chihuahua bite. So not like not I'm not getting injured here but it hurts and it's like but why oh, I did nothing is it does huh like bare feet socked feet shoed feet does it, it doesn't matter? matter doesn't matter it's hates just them the all feet. interesting and she's this- very close to feet when you're near her like because right. she's so and, low to the ground I assume right exactly and you know she I, I thought like well maybe it's because like sometimes you like will like accidentally like step on her toe or something and then that's why she hates them but it doesn't seem to be like it, it seems to be more connected to like if something is making her anxious, like she will have I can tell she's like having a nightmare and she wakes up from it and then she attacks the foot. Yeah. It's a, or it she hears like, a sound. Sounds yeah. like very displaced aggression, pretty much mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I used to have uh, uh, an ex actually who had two dogs and you'd yell at one dog and the other dog that dog you were yelling at would turn around and attack the other dog. Like total classic, like displaced aggression. So for some reason she wakes up and then, and she wakes up out of a bad dream and then puts her anxiety or her displaced aggression onto your feet. Um, right. why or what to do about it. I, I don't know. Um, that's, that's, that's a, a tough one. That's what I always say. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I always say I'll derail all your training. I would, I would, I would love to see it on video or like see what yeah. actually happens and uh, sort of probably identify what her triggers are and then try to sort of avoid or, um, displace them. Um, the other thing is, I mean, have you tried any, I mean, what I'm good for is like medication. I mean, I think behavior and training is always good, but have you tried any like supplements or medications with her? Like like Prozac I think or? I, I haven't tried any like actual like serious medications. Um, I think I, there was like a treat once that was like, it's it'll calm your dog because it smells yeah. like lavender. And I tried that and of course did nothing at all. I, sh- I don't know what I expected. Cause again, like I have anxiety and there's always been like, well, smell lavender, it'll feel better. And then it's like, well, now I'm anxious and everything smells like lavender. So, <laughs> so I, I think- um, no, I haven't tried medication. It's, it's, I th- feel like if it was a, it's not a bad enough problem. Like yeah. she's not sh- c- 
chomping off toes here. She's yeah. just being kind of annoying with it. There are over but- the counter. There is a product over the counter that I really like now called Soliquin. Um, it's basically a daily herbal like L-theanine, but it's like an herbal Prozac, but you take it daily and it takes like a week or two to work. And it, it does have some good, I've had some really good success with it. I mean, there's products like that over the counter. So Soliquin, Zilkeen, there's another one with the Zilkeen is Z-Y-L-K-E-N-E. Zilkeen is a, um, it's a milk protein actually that's been proven to to be pretty calming for them. Then there's mm. also something called the dog appeasing pheromone, which is like a pheromone that their mothers give off when they're young. And you're just going to um, have to dunk your feet in yeah, that and Katie, every time I'll, you go I'll to send sleep. this all to you. You don't have just to rub my feet in dog Put pheromone. Put that shit all over Why your socks. Why did I think of that? Yeah. It's, it, it's a, the pheromone, it's called Adaptal is the, is the name of the product, but it's a dog appeasing pheromone, which is a pheromone that their mothers give off when they're young. That's actually clinically proven to be calming for them. And what I say to people with all this stuff is like, none of it is magic, but you know, right. every, all of that stuff like used in conjunction with uh, some training or, you know, with, I mean, it's like if, if I go on Prozac, I should go to therapy. Like it's not, it has right. to go hand in hand. So all of that, to, it's not, none of it's magic, but all of it together may help somewhat. Just so it takes and, the edge off. Yeah, I think and those this are the, is a rare it, case. It helps, it helps the brain kind of calm down so that they can learn to do other things. And so for people who don't want to jump right to drugs, which I never really jump right to drug to drugs. Um, but I always do try like these kinds of things first. I mean, I love drugs. I'm not going to what about? I love drugs too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, what? but I love, but I mean, let's try the, we can, if this is something that doesn't really affect your or her quality of life, I like to start with these things first. We've got time to yeah. play with it then. What yeah. about a pet psychic? This is the first time I've ever thought this was a good idea, <laughs> but there's a past life situation. Hmm. Past life where she was like a shoe or something and she hates feet now. Uh, there's any, yeah, she could have been a cobbler's kid that got no mm. shoes. You know, <laughs> there's any number of explanations. One of those elves and the cobbler like made the, the cobbler all those shoes. It's <laughs> yeah, a rational thought. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I want to get into this game. So this is how we're going to better get to know Cookie. I'm calling this game Attack of the Clones. You okay. know Cookie better than anybody in the world. But would yes. you know if she got cloned? So put yourself mm. in this Black Mirror situation and walk us through your thoughts. You return home to find not one, but two of your beloved Cookie. And I'm aware that if this was a clone, it would actually be a puppy and not the same age as her. But this is just a hypothetical. So it's just magic go with it. cloning. Magic cloning, yes. How are you going to differentiate between the OG and the imposter? So... You walk in the door, both dogs are there. The real cookie does what? Well, the real cookie would probably not approach me before she's actually like sniffed her butt. This is one thing she likes to do. So she's excited <laughs> to see you. She sniffs her butt before she comes up to you. I'm not sure why she does that. Maybe it's to make sure the butt's all in order. Everything smells good back there. Maybe it's <laughs> like, it's like, is my butt here for her to scratch? Okay, my butt's right here. Okay, scratch this butt now, please. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, it's dinner time when you come home. She's already smelled her own butt, and then she has approached you for her butt scratches. It's dinner time, mm -hmm. so what does she do? Well, we have a routine, and this is part of the whole, like, kind of like keeping her anxiety down, where she has to sit before she gets dinner, and she has to stay until she's told, like, it's okay to have dinner. So um, if she 
an imposter dog, I think, would either behave really well and do exactly what I say <laughs> or not do it at all. And st- like if it's Cookie, what she'll do is you tell her to sit. She sits like a good girl and you tell her to stay and she stays. And if she thinks you're not paying attention anymore, she'll slowly start to kind of like scoot a little closer to the food. So this is this is the cookie technique, the, the cookie mm. technique of like, I'll be a good girl if I'm being observed. <laughs> and if I think you're sort of like not paying attention anymore, I'm just going to scoot a little closer to this food. <laughs> good, but sneaky. <laughs> yeah, smart. She loves her food, but really loves what food? Well, so she, she right now, she actually has a very specific diet. Of, I think it's called natural balance. It's um, yeah, it's it's some kind of. She loves this food actually. She really likes it. It's it's to uh, actually help uh, with her bladder and make sure she doesn't get bladder stones. She loves that food. But if she could have anything she wanted, like mm-hmm. if if it was just like you know no rules anymore, she would just like have spaghetti and parmesan all the time. Just what like big pl- just like the dogs in Lady and the Tramp. She loves Pisket. Sorry, I call it Pisketti with her because No it's need funny. to correct. No need to correct. <laughs> but she loves she loves Pisketti and she loves Parmesan and she it's like when we have Pisketti and Parmesan, she loses it. I let her have like one Pisketti, like one strand of Pisketti cuz like again, you you know, you can't give dogs Girls love like carbs, human I mean. food. It's a lot you of can, carbs. You can. You can. I'm a fan. You just have to know what not to give them. That's all. That's a whole right, other exactly. episode. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a plain a plain spaghetti <laughs> and then you make her sit and you hold the spaghetti up and then she like leaps up like a majestic dolphin and snaps the spaghetti <laughs> out of your hand and it's great. Nice. She loves it. Cute. Uh, th- this is about to take a turn. It's been a long day and mama has to take a number two. What does Cookie do? <laughs> Cookie sits outside of the bathroom and kind of like you'll you'll close the bathroom door and you'll hear a little thump. And then just like she's sitting there standing vigil until you exit the bathroom. She's making sure you're safe. She's making sure there's no intruders coming towards the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she'll just stay there until you, you like if you're taking a shower, if you're doing any other unspeakable things in the bathroom. And then, um, you know, if she's you forget to for close it. the yeah, if you forget to close the door all the way, she'll like stick her face in just to, you know, she doesn't intrude too much, but she'll make sure everything's everything's going okay in there. You're just, getting mm-hmm. way more privacy than we are. I call <laughs> Chloe the assistant pooper. Very <laughs> direct eye contact. <laughs> just, just well, ready my cat, to, ready my to cat go. Binky, uh, when I, like, I had him... So he was a family cat growing up, but then I took him to my apartment to live in for a while um, because our other cat passed away and he was kind of like sad and confused. So I thought like bringing him to a new environment would like cheer him up a little bit. And so he I had the litter box set up in the bathroom. And whenever I would go to the bathroom, he'd come in and use the litter box. He's kind of like, we're <laughs> doing the same funny. thing, you know? Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I've actually heard is like a pretty common behavior for cats. Like where funny. they cut, like you're going to the bathroom, they go to the bathroom. It's like, you know, team sport. <laughs> really? I never heard of that. Uh, okay, so you light a few matches and have been running the fan. So the coast is clear. But you realize that Cookie needs a bath. So you start this, the tub and try to lure both of these dogs in, Cookie and the clone. What do you expect? I see. I see. Well, 
I don't know uh, what the clone dogs whole thing with bath bath time is. Cookie's not a fan of bath time. Uh, she if the dog is re- like hops into the bath like that's a clone. If the dog <laughs> refuses to go into the bath at, at any cost, that's also a clone. Cookie will let me pick her up. And like if she if she sees I'm going to take her in the bath, she's like already not having it. I have to kind of like get a treat in my hand, be like, all right, come on, come on up, get in my arms. And then she'll like very hesitantly get in my arms to get the treat. And then I carry her in the bath. She's like, I've been bamboozled again. And so <laughs> put her in about like, you know, a couple inches of water, which she's super not happy about. She's like, I'm practically drowning in here and just looks very pathetic as I as I bathe her and and looks like I'm just I'm committing the worst crime against her, but she'll she'll like sit there. She'll allow me to bathe her, although she will like occasionally try to get out of the bath. I'm like, it's not time to get out of the bath. And she's like, come on, like it's got I'm this is like a tsunami of unpleasantness. Chloe shakes like she's getting executed. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. whole time at the bath. I'm on death row. How could you do this to me? Uh. Mm-hmm. And and then after the bath time, like after I've rubbed her off, like and th- that's her favorite time, though. She will like run around the apartment like sh- which brings me to my next question. Yeah. Thrilled at surviving this close call with death. She has the zoomies and now it's time to go out for a walk. Hold mm-hmm. on. You know what the zoomies are called? Speaking of fun facts for yes. our guest, Katie. I will let you take this one, dear. I, I know it's fr- it's frap. Frenetic Frenetic Random random Activity activity Periods. Frenetic Mm. Random Zoomies, also known as Frenetic Random Activity Periods. I like how Zoomies have caught on so much as... Like zoomies are a thing, a real term. But it's I'm really call frapp- it the frappies from now on. Yeah, that the frappies. Cool. Yeah, because and so it's uh, and they tend to do it after things like the bath or a meal or certain times a day. Um, but it's got a scientific name, and that's it. That's that's all there is. Okay, so yes. Proceed. So you t- you try to take these dogs for a walk. What do they do? What's the first sign that you know it's your dog? Well, okay. So if the dog is friendly with another dog, that's a clone, very, <laughs> very clearly. <laughs> if the dog barks at other dogs, stands up on her hind legs, acts like she's she's like some kind of fearsome beast, sorry, fearsome beast, and she's like basically walking around like a T-Rex, like going like, I- I'm going to, uh, don't worry, I'm going to take care of it. That's Cookie. Um, also garbage trucks. Like she's like walks around like a T-Rex. Like I'm going to, uh, you come at me, bro. I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. This entire garbage truck. She stands she, up to garbage trucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, and also running around in a circle over and over again is another technique to scare off garbage trucks and other dogs. Uh, If she comes across a cat, it's okay, actually. That's fine. Cats are cool. Cats have never done her any harm. So the cats, fine. We're chill. We're good. A dog or a garbage truck? No. Not allowed. (laughs) Hilarious. So you've had a good walk. It's time to get back home and settle down. Little 90-day fiancé because quarantine. What does the real cookie do as soon as you get on the couch? Uh, Well, it depends on sort of the couch situation. If if the boyfriend is on any surface where his lap is accessible, it's like immediately in, in his lap. It doesn't matter that I've raised her since she was eight years old. His lap is like the premium place to be no mm-hmm. matter what. So, <laughs> um, and my lap, I guess, if, you know, if no other lap is to be had, she'll get in my lap. In a pinch. She'll, 
Yeah, and she she does love the couch. She will get up on the couch. There are various fun things that can happen on the couch. She can lick a spot on the couch until there's a little wet patch, just, you know, tasting the flavors of the couch. Mm-hmm. There's getting up on your shoulders if you're leaning against the back of the couch and just kind of like sort of laying across your shoulders like like a mink stole. Mm-hmm. Just, just this is to- fun. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good it's a good time. If she's kind of scared, a little anxious, it's like getting up like on the back of the couch and sitting behind your head and just kind of like, you know, like I'm just sitting behind your head. I'm, you know, it's fine. We're we're all good, but then like standing at attention cuz she's a little anxious. Uh sometimes it's like get, going into a corner of the couch and like scratching on it with her paws like she's trying to create a, a tunnel into the cer- center of the couch so those are all those are all fun couch times all options mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of couch yeah. creativity she's got going and finally it's time to go night night what does the real deal do the real deal absolutely loves bedtime bedtime is is a great time she's been crate trained so she and the crate has never been used as a punishment so she loves the crate. The crate is safe, the safe area. I'm so jealous. And she, uh, she <laughs> will, as soon as she senses it's bedtime, either you say it's bedtime or like you're starting to brush your teeth, she runs into the bedroom and runs into the crate and sits there, a little pause folded, just like, I am ready for my bedtime treat. Oh, this sounds and- amazing. <laughs> I'm so and jealous of yeah, this. Yeah, and then like you give her her bedtime treat and close the door and she's so happy. She's like, this is, we have security. Did you say you brush down. her teeth? Brush my teeth. Oh, brush your teeth. Her teeth, teeth I've tried. You brush to, your own I know teeth? You're supposed to. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I've tried the whole dog brushing teeth thing. I know you're supposed to. I can't. She won't. No, it doesn't work. So I've got some of the like. Um, you know that like uh, there's a little bit of stuff you can add to water to mm-hmm. help loosen stuff and then like a hard, some hard rubber toys that like you know you okay. get in there alright well I think you have passed the uh, the Clone Wars challenge and mm. for I think that, she knows her dog first yeah. ever yeah that yeah. was the first what ever what do I win uh, uh, yeah, your dog. a clone dog <laughs> yeah you win your own dog <laughs> $50,000 value uh, <laughs> you know that's a real thing right that people clone I do have some yeah, yeah. didn't uh, oh, what's her name Barbara Streisand Barbara Streisand mm-hmm. yeah clone their dog um, no I think I'm gonna roll the die for the next dog <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, I love Cookie, but you know, I think uh, you can't. I, 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 there's something a little bit horrifying to me about cloning the dog because it's like it's not gonna be the same it's dog, not and then at that's all. an existential crisis too, it's where it's like, what is the clone the same person? And like, it's no, not because a lot all. of it's like mm-hmm. lived experiences. Yeah. So that's like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and I can tell you that from experience. Yeah, you I miss do, all I have, the little things that I have that had Mel clone, does. plenty cloned patients in New York City, and they're not the same at all. Yeah, so right. That must be bizarre for you as a vet. Like you see this dog through its life, take care of it, you know, and then like you get a clone pet, and it's like, oh, okay. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you guys. I think that you know. Just enjoy, enjoy. I don't want to judge too harshly, but just like enjoy your dog. Your dog's yeah. unique and special. And then when it's time for them to pass on, it's it's okay to feel sad about that. But then like there's so many other dogs that are going to win your heart. Yeah. And just waiting to be loved that you don't need to clone. They, they're, you know, like yeah. you can adopt them from a shelter and they are absolutely would love to meet you. So. I, I like 100% your advocacy. Agree. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. You have been an amazing guest, Katie, as as we knew that you would be. But now it's time to determine by way of a quiz if you, Katie Golden, deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, I have a bad feeling about this question. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that I could stump you on regarding dogs' biology, but do you know how dogs are spending their money? <laughs> so, question one. Everyone knows that Gunther Four is the world's richest dog. How did he get so rich? He inherited about $80 million from his father, Gunther III, and managed that money so well, he's grown it into $400 million. We're talking about dogs here, okay? Uh, So, Gunther IV loves to flex his wealth at auctions in particular. He once set a record with his winning bid of $1.1 million for a dead squirrel, a humping pillow, a single white truffle, or Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, let's see. I'm, hmm, I'm gonna, well, first of all, is the dog actually here at the thing holding, like, like do I have 500 and then the dog like raises its little paw? You know, that's, like, at the auction? that is an excellent question. However, I don't know. Uh, I We're going to say that's how it was. I, like yeah. he's got like he's or like got one of those like little numbers on a popsicle stick and he like lifts it up with a paw. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like if, if we really did do. the Hollywood version of it, he would just be barking for the. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, yeah, he, I'm going to say I, humping pillow, I think. Uh, that is a great guess, but it is incorrect. It was a single white truffle. Now, hang on. Why do you, what does a dog do? Do, Can dogs eat truffles? Like, I didn't think that was a thing that you should necessarily get. Part of me wonders if it's Ethan Gunther for that's actually investing all of this money himself, you know? Like, this is an interesting, I'm I'm detecting a bit of fraud. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. I agree. Fraud. Because I feel like, I feel like as, like, if I was like an investigator seeing if there was some like fraud, like it'd be like, well, the dog is probably going to want the humping pillow over a white truffle. So, you know, I know I would was, I would have gone with that one, too. That makes the most logical sense. Yeah. But if it was Cookie, she would spend that money on squeaky toy penguins. Four hundred million dollars <laughs> worth of squeaky penguins. Millions and and peanut butter jars with some peanut butter on the inside. Yeah, Ooh, that sounds like nice. fun. Uh, question two. You're currently... You also could have said Epstein didn't kill himself, though. That, that is also and acceptable. That too, yeah. uh, Gunther 4, who very well may be Gunther 5 or 6, because if not, that means that Gunther 4 is a 27-year-old German hmm. shepherd. But... However, he famously spent $7.5 million on the Miami mansion of what pop culture icon? Madonna, Ricky Martin, Gianni Versace, or Hulk Hogan? Hmm. Uh, I mean, so you actually were going to help me cheat here. And then I actually (laughs) forgot the first name. So you trying to like wink at me and help me cheat cheat actually didn't didn't help at all because I totally forgot. So I'm going to say Hulk Hogan. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is incorrect. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in uncharted waters. Yeah. Somebody's 0-2 going into the final question. You're pretty much toast here already. Uh, yeah. It yeah, was Madonna. It. it was Madonna. But Madonna. Oh, that's what you said first. But, but first your, you your honesty is but phenomenal. But see, I'm trying to get... I'm trying to get in the mindset of the dog. So the limited attention span, you know, I'm really Daniel day lewis the dog thing. So like, like, would I remember the first thing or would it just be the last thing you said that yeah. I remember? I think that wins. That wins in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll give you half a point for that then. Okay. Bonus half a point. Yeah. Yeah. So you're fighting for a draw at most. Cool. Uh, final question. Upon Googling world's richest dog, one is met with an entirely misleading and out-of-context picture of Ryan Gosling sitting on a bench with his beloved rescue dog, George. Both Ryan and George are looking dead into the camera with a look that could best be described as what? Frantic? Gassy? Virginal? Or smoldering? Hmm. I'm going to say it's between virginal or smoldering, which to me are the same, basically the same thing. You 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 see smoldering virgins a lot? Of course. (laughs) I mean, they like they don't know, like they feel like they have to smolder because they don't. They're like, is this a sex face? And then they (laughs) smolder at you. But they don't know, like, you know, so they're it's like that's that's a real giveaway where it's like if you're over smoldering, it's because you're trying to like try too hard. I can show you a picture from my first communion. I was not smoldering. <laughs> the priest might have thought different. I don't know. <laughs> I would say I would say smoldering because I can't imagine them doing anything else. That is correct. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Yay, you win. Uh, so yeah, I, I, you, given her honesty, your stark honesty, and you know, letting the people hear that being honest is important. And thinking like a dog is also important. So right. we're overruling. Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the decision? I think this is the first time that, yeah, she wins. Wow. Yeah, you she, still deserve she dogs. She deserves dogs. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're such an awesome guest, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you and, so much for having me. This is so fun. Yes, <laughs> and want to compel our listeners to go and listen to your awesome podcast, Creature Feature. It's, it's wildly informative and very funny. Uh, tell people your social media. Yeah, so... Uh, you can find me at Katie Golden. That's G O L D I N. I know my family spelled it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you can find the um, the bird Twitter that I a human <laughs> run without being coerced by a bird, called Pro Bird Rights. Where yeah, it's spreading the good word about birds. And uh, again, totally normal. Mm-hmm. I- I'm Real doing normal. this of my own free will. Yes. Well, you've been nothing but honest, so we have to. Katie, I'm trying that. to find you on Instagram. Is it Katie Golden on Instagram too? I know I found Creature Feature on Instagram. Yeah, I actually. So I haven't set up my own Instagram yet. Okay. Um, so Creature Feature, I, I, I found there. The food I have isn't pretty enough to be on Instagram. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can't have an Instagram. My food doesn't look pretty enough. But yeah, it, it is. Um, but you can find pictures of Cookie on the Creature Feature. Oh, it's good. called Creature Feature Pod on Instagram. 
Also, I've got a recent some recent pictures of a murder hornet, which is pretty cool. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a whole other episode I want to hear about. But uh, <laughs> you guys can find me. Everything is at Richie Redding. And by the time this goes out, there should be a pre-sale link up for my album, which is called Number One Album of the Year. And I recorded the last album on Earth. It was the late show on March 14th, right before the entire country went into a nationwide lockdown. So check it out. I'm at Dr. Lisa Lippman. You can find me stalking Creature Feature on Instagram. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.